When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, which is brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the membership program for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable, scalable business while also launch and grow their podcast so that they can make a much bigger impact in the world with your message or their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says complacency is one of the deadliest things that can happen to a leader because the minute you stop growing, the rest of the world is going to pass you by. And we certainly don't want that to happen, do we? So joining me on today's show is Karen Ann Bullock. Karen is a transcendent leadership specialist. She's also the founder of Transcendence, Living a Life of Meaning, a boutique executive coaching practice. Now, Karen partners with leaders to explore what matters, integrate the whole self and flourish in new dimensions. She was the first woman promoted to Executive Vice President at AM Best Company, the insurance rating agency and information provider. And she specialized in bringing innovation to and change to struggling departments. So important. And I'm sure many companies around the world are struggling with that kind of thing. So luckily, we've got Karen joining us today. She has a Master of Science in Organizational Leadership. She is a certified professional coach, and she has immersed herself in the study of the world's wisdom traditions and leadership models. And she's also a best-selling author. At Transcendence, Karen partners with the leaders to rise above normal human limitations, to tap into the highest level of consciousness accessible by humans and gain clarity on what really matters so they can live a life of deeper meaning. We're going to talk about today with Karen around these particular areas, information about what a transcendent leadership is. What is it? And how can it benefit you personally and professionally? And how can it benefit organizations? We're going to talk about three tips on how do we become a transcendent leader, as well as inspiration to make changes in our lives, as well as our leadership. So that guess what? We too can can transcend limitations. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm happy to be here today. So transcendent leadership, how would you define that? Well, I like to tie it back to Maslow's um, final hierarchy of needs. You know, that triangle that we learned probably back in school about how our needs are met from the very basic needs of survival up until the ones we usually learned were was self-realization. But a few few people know that he added in a another layer, a sixth one at the end of his life called transcendence or self-transcendence. And he talked about accessing that higher level of consciousness that's available to humans to take yes. things to a higher level of being a functioning in the world. 
And yes. so to me, transcendence is that it, it is overcoming what is in the world and allowing us to tap into the greater universe, if you want to call it that, in order to gain clarity and wisdom. Mm. I love that how you've explained that because I know sometimes as coaches we can use specific words and I, uh, you know, and and uh, people may not understand the meaning around that, but I'm sure we've certainly heard of uh, Maslow's um, hierarchy and and theory. And I know particularly when we're having conversations now with leaders around the world, whether they're running their own business or whether they are working for a corporation, there's been so much change going on, so much uncertainty that the things that may not have been apparent uh, are now coming to the surface. And we're looking at things in a different way, isn't it? And so now more than ever, it's so important to be able to gain self-awareness around some of the things that previously may have been there, but not necessarily showing themselves. And so awareness, I think, around that, clarity around where are we struggling is so important because how can we change something? How can we move forward to learn and grow if we don't identify some of those areas? So glad that you are here with us today. So let's talk about transcendent leadership. We talked about what transcendent is, but leadership when it comes to self, I would imagine as well, but also team. What does that look like? Let's paint a picture of what's possible once we have that level of transcendent leadership. Well, it really is tapping into that higher level of consciousness. And and what that allows you to do, Anne-Marie, is is, is get a lot more clarity, get a lot more understanding of yourself and others, that awareness. When you are tapped in and you are um, connected, you have a level of vision, I want to call it, that you can see. You can see not only what's going on in yourself, but you can sense more easily what's going on in other people and be yes. able to connect with them. So it's not only connecting to that consciousness, but it's really connecting to other people. And when we're connected to other people, when we're aware of what's going on around us and aware of what's going on for other people, that certainly makes us better leaders because we can then, we can know how to respond to people. We know how to connect and and interact with them better. Yeah, so, so true because if you think about um, various people who are we are working with, so whether you're a leader of a small team in your own business or you're a leader of uh, other people in the organisation and often your team needs to associate with other people's teams and so forth, a lot of different styles of personalities and, and communication styles. And when we layer on top of that a whole lot of personal issues, which many of your team have needed to deal with as well, well as yourself, quite often we can be talking at people and we're talking over what's actually going on. But how about let's be a little bit more um, mindful and gaining a bit of an awareness so that we cannot speak at people but rather with and come to a win-win solution because that's often what happens, isn't it, when you have conflict in a team. You may be uh, trying to achieve the same goals individuals we we get to the to the goal obviously but in a different style and if we don't gain appreciation of that with our team members it can seem like a huge struggle can't it Karen oh absolutely and we do we we so often talk at people that's a great way of putting it and 
it, you know, that's where really awareness comes in and which is, is one of the, the pillars of transcendent leadership for me is, is awareness of our limiting beliefs, awareness of those blind spots that we have in ourselves, right? Because it has to start with ourselves. We have to be able to see what, what we're thinking, what's stopping us from being transcendent, stopping us from reaching our full potential before we can really bring that out in other people. And so often that awareness, we want to be aware, emotionally aware of ourselves, and we want to be emotionally aware of other people. And that's important, but it goes deeper than that. It's really being aware of what you believe. What what are you telling yourself in your head? What are the stories you're telling yourself? And when you understand that and then can start to reprogram those stories and get that stuff out of your own way, well, then it's much easier to connect with people and and see what's getting in their way, right? Because if yeah. you can't see what you're getting, what's getting in your own way, it's really hard to see what's get, what is getting in someone else's way. Yeah. The conversations I think that we have in our own head, as you said, we can generalize and we can overcomplicate things and we can put words and expressions that we assume people are thinking about us and saying about us when in actual fact it's not. I mean, we, if we use an example, I think sometimes examples can really paint a picture of how significantly um, <laughs> impactful and sometimes not in a good way. Because you can imagine someone may be sitting across from you on the table in the office and they're looking at you and the, fa- the the expression that they have in their face is is less than, you know, friendly, but they may be sitting at thinking, did I turn the oven off or did I, you know, <laughs> something quite, but that's really what you're saying, isn't it? Be mindful and aware of what we are assuming. I'll, I'll share something with you and um, it was in one of the interviews that I did many years ago and an organization, what they did was they got the team around the table and said, look, we're only as what makes you as comfortable as what you want to share. What would be one significant event that you believed has shaped who you are today? And as they went around the table, the the gasps could be heard. You know, there were even a few tears from team members as they heard the stories and the journeys that some of these young men are now obviously adults that was impacting them and similar for women. They gained such an awareness and had such an appreciation of the other team members. And then they realized those people who are very short and sharp um, wasn't because they were angry and, and whatever, again, labeling people, but it was because this was a young boy who saw his parents get killed. And then he immediately had to become caretaker for his younger brothers. And so, you know, there are things. And so that's what you're saying, isn't it? When we have an awareness, we have an appreciation of others as well. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we don't know what's gone on in people's lives. We don't know what's going on in people's lives today. I mean, to your point, it, it's so easy to sit at a, cross, a conference table and see someone who looks upset and think, okay, make it about me, right? I, what, what, what did I say or do to make this person upset when a lot of times it has to your point, it may not have nothing to do with it. Maybe their child's home sick. Maybe, you know, their husband is late coming home from a business trip. I mean, there could be a million just day-to-day reasons why people are upset, much less the kind of trauma that you're talking about. 
Yeah. And, I, and and when we're talking about transcendent leadership and as a leader providing or creating an environment and, and helping others to contribute to that environment, I would imagine that when people feel safe, when they feel validated, when they feel respected, and we're going to talk about three tips on what and what we can do to become more of this transcendent leader, but when we create an environment like that, people will naturally step in and contribute, isn't it, and become more effective and efficient and productive when we deal and allow the other stuff that perhaps previously don't bring your emotions to work. Well, how can you do, hang on, let me just take that out of my brain and go to, we can't do that. And so we need to have an environment that allows the full person, the the whole person to come to the workplace. Is that, what would you say to that? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we've we've all done. I mean, it's not only to, to keep your emotions out of work, right? Don't bring your problems to the office, leave them at home. What you know, how how do people do that? I mean I mean, even if you're telling somebody to do that, are you doing that yourself? Probably not, because we're humans. We're we're all these things happen and it's hard to tune everything out. But we've also told people, you know, don't bring your spirituality to work. You know, don't 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 bring any of that to work either, because, OK, we might cross some lines here. We might you know, make people uncomfortable. But our spirituality is part of who we are, too, wh- whatever that looks like. And, and again, if we're leaving that at home, to me, our spirituality, our connection, which I know I'll keep talking about a lot, but it's so important that connection to whatever we believe in, whether it's, you know, your higher self or the universe or Um, universal consciousness or however we relate to it, that's an important part of our creativity. It's Mm -hmm. it's really how we get ideas. It's how we uh, expand. And if we're telling people, no, leave that at home too. Well, okay, then what are they bringing to work? Their brains. Well, our brains Mm -hmm. are only a small fraction of who we are. And our brains process things, but they're not who we are. And Mm -hmm it's so important to allow people to express themselves and be themselves. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one of the things that I believe in so strongly is, is the freedom of expression. Mm -hmm. And so often that expression is suppressed in workplaces because we have to conform to whatever is going on in that workplace. And of course, I'm not talking about freedom of expression as far as being rude to people or, you know, that kind of thing, but, but being able to express our whole selves in a constructive, joyful way in the office, think of how much energy that would bring. Think how much people would feel, feel so much more, Yes, I can contribute. Yes, I want to do things. I can be myself and 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 that's okay and it's accepted and respected to use your word. It's that's so important to people. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're sharing that, I think uh, it's so important because if you think about bringing your whole self and expression of you to the workplace, which I think is so important. You, you don't want people to have a mask or to you know not to do that because eventually that is going to impact the, them and the team and and ultimately the results in the company as well. But one of the things, you know, as coaches, we really 
realize the things that we do not deal with and gloss over are going to come back and bite us in the you know what down the track. (laughs) You know one of the things, and I'm not going to open this can of worms, but I am going to mention it because you see here in society, especially here in Australia, I'm not sure what it's like over where you are in the US, Karen, but we're seeing a lot of people being told, well, you can't say that anymore because it offends this person or these people. You can't do that anymore. They're actually wanting us to to stop who expressing who we are as men and women, like our identities because of another group. How about we say, well, rather than that, let's help those people who are a little bit to, to be able to support and get comfortable with expressing where they are, who they are alongside us. So rather than suppress, I mean, that's a whole other conversation that we can go <laughs> won't go into today but but it's true isn't it rather than blocking and stopping people from expressing how about we create an environment where we can talk about it in a respectful way we don't even need to agree with them but let's have the conversation I can still appreciate you as an individual you you know and the contribution and your thoughts and your ideas there may be some things that I don't necessarily agree with but hey we can still have coffee we can still sit across the boardroom table and I think creating that kind of environment is going to appreciate everybody isn't it absolutely well we have to and it goes back to the quote that you that that you quoted from me at the beginning of the of the podcast is it 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 lends itself to complacency, right? When we get stuck in a mindset and then we can't say certain things because it might offend someone else or it might, you know, upset them, it, it, it creates a complacency in really the whole society and the environment that we're only going to think and talk in one specific way. And when we do that, we stop growing. And not only do we stop growing as individuals, but we stop growing as a, as a community as well. And we're not always going to agree. And sometimes there are things that people will say to each other that are going to upset each other, but that doesn't mean we stop talking. It means we say, okay, I upset you. How can I, how can we talk about this in a way maybe that won't upset you? Or how can you, how can I make you more comfortable? How can I understand what's upsetting you? But if we just say, oh, I'm upset, I can't talk about, well, what's upsetting you? Let's talk about that. Let's Let's unpack that. Let's heal what's ever going on there. Right, let's heal it. Because I think that for me, and I would say as you as a coach and other coaches, the minute people start to change and and what's underlying that, what's causing that, that's the issue that we need to deal with. If someone is getting, I said this the other day to, uh, I was being coached in one of my coaching and they were kind of, and I said, just tell me, I will not be offended uh, because there are things, there's learning opportunities. And I had a massive aha. It was one of those, you know, forward slapping moments. If we're going around going, well, you can't say that because that offends me well, you need to look at yourself and say, what's going on there that that's actually offending and triggering you? What does that trigger? And I think that's what you're talking about here. If we're going around with triggers and going, hang on, I can't put that hat on because that might offend that person and that person, we need to dig deeper because if we create an environment like that, that is the opposite of transcendent leadership, isn't it? It's the absolute opposite. It is the absolute opposite because transcendent leadership, as I talked about before, that awareness piece of it, it's being aware of what's triggering you, right? It's 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 understanding what's triggering me. What's 
what's going on inside me, not what's going on out there, right? Because I mean, there's millions of things that are going to go out there on out there that are going to upset you. But if you understand what's going on inside for you, and to your point, that's where a great coach is so helpful to, to, to mirror you and help you understand what's really going inside of you, then you have the opportunity to grow. You have the opportunity to change. You have the opportunity to expand your viewpoint. You know, maybe you won't change your mind, your opinion, but if you can get past that trigger piece of it, you're going to be able to listen to people and respect them more if you can get past what's triggering you. And listening is such a key part of being a transcendent leader, of being a great leader. Because if we don't listen, if we can't listen, we can't learn, we can't grow, and we're never going to understand other people. Oh, absolutely. And who wants to not be able to grow? We're always learning and developing, aren't we? So you started to hint. I mean, is listening one of the three tips in becoming a transcendent leader? Is that one of the tips? Let's dive into what those three are. Well, it's it's related. I think the awareness is 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 the three tips. I mean, or is one of the three tips is really developing that deep awareness of your beliefs, of your limiting beliefs, of the cultural conditioning. Right? You're talking about the cultural conditioning that that's shutting us down now. But I mean, there's cultural conditioning in all ways that we don't make us think things we don't. We're not aware of. So awareness of both the limiting beliefs and the cultural conditioning is certainly one of them. Connection is the biggest one, though. I mean, it's really that daily practice of connection, whatever that looks like to you. I mean, a lot of people meditate every day, um, but it doesn't have to be meditation because I know that scares people. I can't still for that long. It doesn't have to be. I mean, for me, one of the greatest ways to connect is actually to take a walk to be outside and just take a walk and, and just, you know, the rhythm of the walking and that, you know, whether it's, or running, you know, my husband uses running for his connection, journaling, there's millions of ways to connect, but it is taking that time every day to connect with the higher power, with your higher self, with that, that higher level of consciousness, because if we don't connect every day, the rest of it, kind of falls apart. So connection really to me is the cornerstone of it and awareness and awareness is another key um, to, to being a transcendent leader. And the, and the third thing is really knowing what's important. I mean, is that clarity about your values. It's, it's knowing what's important to you so that you can then, and this is another big aspect of it related to list to listening, but setting boundaries, right? If you know what's important, you can set boundaries around things. And that's another big piece to me of oh, being, being, being a transcendent leader, really learning how to set boundaries, setting boundaries so that you can make time for a connection, setting boundaries so that you're focusing on what's important, you know, setting boundaries so that you've got healthy relationships with people. Yeah. I mean, those things are so important. And that is a huge key to to being a transcendent leader. Yeah, that is so important. I mean, just the other day, um, boundaries are so important, setting them, but then also ensuring that they are, um, you hold those boundaries. And it can be difficult, can't it? And in, in actual fact, I'm going to have to have some conversations with someone because I realise that some of the things that are happening is actually not aligned with the values and my boundaries. And if I continue to do that, I'm just going to get worn out. And that's really what aspect of what you're talking about being yes. at that transcendent leader is being so tapped into knowing who you are. For me, my connection is, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I love 
love the Lord. So my time is meditating on the word. But I have to say something, what you try to, I was smiling on the inside because I'm one of those people that are always on the go. My mind is always active. And so when someone said to me, you know, years ago, talked about meditation, I thought there is no way. The voice is inside of my head to keep them quiet, but it's been a process. And so sitting still and then recognizing, and then when, you know, when you're talking about that, that, um, that time that you get when you recognize is this really something going on for me or am I is that just we begin to be able to recognize is that something that I need to deal with yes it is a boundary is being you know pushed what do I need to do I need to have a good conversation uh, about that so all of these things are important aren't they but it's continuously it's consistently to do that and then I think as we begin to do that we can role model that for our team can't we absolutely yeah we can and to your point it is it is a process it's 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 something that you do every day and it gets deeper you know it gets deeper and in different directions every day to your point sometimes when i'm meditating or or i like to read whether it's scripture or other spiritual things i I go back and forth. I have lots of sources. Oh, um, me, I've, me too. You know, I've, I've studied. I've the highlighter and and all of that is, yeah. But but sometimes you know you open that book in in the morning. One of the things I do is I'll open the book in the morning, whatever it is that I'm using as my spiritual tool. And okay, what what is it that I need to know? And and sometimes the stuff that pops off that page, it's just like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. But it's true, I, isn't it? It's, I didn't it's, want to see that today, but it's part of how we learn. It's part of being open. It's it's being open to that awareness, right? The connection, the awareness, and allowing us ourselves to be shown the things that we need to work on or the things that we need to be more diligent about as far yeah. as boundaries are. Yeah. And we know as coaches, isn't it? There there often is the one or two key things and it's different for everybody. That is going to be something that we really need to spend time on and healing. There's forgiveness process around that so that we're not emotionally connected to that. And we don't want to, to be like that so that a conversation or a comment that one of our team members or maybe someone in your team needs that support. So who better than to have a conversation and to create an environment that will allow them to work through that um, so that when things are said, they don't instantly go back to whatever it is that may have them respond and react in a way that they normally wouldn't. And I think having an awareness of that as leaders, that this is possible in and of itself, I think is going to be a huge awareness because otherwise you you get a lot of people in there with lots of different, you know, stresses and, and, and uh, the way that they re- react and respond to change. Some of us love it. You know, we, we thrive <laughs> on uh, change and uh but there's some people in our team that don't we have to help them i think navigate that through but awareness is so important connection definitely as well let's talk about inspiration to make changes if people have been listening today and they're saying karen i i think there's a little way to go for me to become at that level of uh that awareness of that transcendent leadership what are some things that you can share with them maybe to get the ball started well, I, I think the first thing is just to take some time every day and set aside, even if it's only five minutes, to set aside some time every day to to give yourself a chance to slow down and unplug. Because it's so hard to have that awareness. Um, you talked earlier about creating, you know, people having feeling safe. 
And creating a safe space for me is so important for, as a leader because I want to do that for the people around me. I mean, not just as a leader, but as, as a human being, you know, I want to try to create safe space for people, but that starts by creating safe space for myself. Yes. Because I can't do it. I can't create that safe space for someone else unless I feel like I'm coming from a safe space. Right. Exactly. So the, one of the biggest things you can do is create that safe space for yourself. Take the time out, you know, unplug, care for yourself first. Really, mm -hmm. it, I, I think that's one of the biggest places yeah. that people can start. And then as you create that safe space, as you create that quiet space, whatever that looks like for you, then that then you start to get the awareness and you start to become aware of the things that are triggering you, the things that you need to to tap into and and there and that's the starting point for change because that's when you start to really start see mm. Mm, okay this is interesting i didn't i hadn't thought about that incident that happened yesterday but now that i've quieted it down it popped up and i was really upset about it okay why was i really upset about it what's going on for me and how can I quiet, how can I get rid of the trigger myself, right? <laughs> so that then I can go back and maybe help that other person or have a conversation with them about boundaries or values or whatever you need to. But that quiet time is just, it's so important. Mm, totally agree. And, you know, as you were saying that, Karen, I'd, I'd imagine that um, some people, for them, just having an awareness of or giving yourself permission to document and clarify what is a safe space for me? What needs to be there? For, for some people, they wouldn't even know. For some people like you, I love nature too. I mean, you know, uh, we can't off so often get out now, but we love the YouTube videos and there are beautiful places in the world. And my husband and I, he's also a bit of an adventurer. We will just sit, you know, the mountains with snow and the, the oh, rivers and the waterfalls and, you know, because it, it really just kind of soothes the soul, so to speak. For some people, they don't even realise that. So, as you said, take some time to to identify what that is and then make a plan. Just start, isn't it? Start to make a plan to put that in your diary that that's what you're going to do. And similarly, and you model that so well, those questions, you can have that conversation with a team member. You know, what is a safe space for you? What needs to be there? How do you feel validated? What can we do to be able to support you? And I think by having that conversation, you can then open, you know, the door to recognising what's important. Because so often as leaders, we can assume that our team likes this or that. Why not ask them? They, they're their biggest fans. They'll be able to share with us what it is that we can do to help them um, be more safe or whatever language that, you know, resonates with them, that they can show up and be, you know, validated and respected uh, within the workplace. Just start, isn't it? When it is start? a start. It, it, it reminds me, um, and I'm, I'm sure your listeners will, can, can relate to this. It reminds me of a conversation I had a, a a few weeks ago um, in, with a group with a group of women and we were talking about things amongst ourselves that we did to take a break to tap into our creativity to get into that flow state um, yes. that you get in when you're connected and a few of the women in the group as as we were talking through it said you can do that like up and 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 take a walk in the middle of the day like you shouldn't why why 
I thought you had to keep working, working, working all day. <laughs> and, and we were, you know, it was, it was really, it was really great because they kind of had the breakthrough that, well, maybe just working straight through from, you know, whatever, six o'clock in the morning, to six o'clock at night, or however long they were working, you know, taking that time a little bit to step away, to reconnect, you know, yes. even if it's just, you know, getting up and taking a walk around the block, right, for, for five minutes can just change your whole perspective on things. Mm. So it, it's, to your point, giving yourself permission to stop for a minute and say, okay, I don't have to be going, 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 because that's what we think we have to do all the time. Go, 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 go. But we're actually a lot more effective if we can stop. I know when I was working, it was very important for me to take a lunch break, you know, to, to try not to work. I mean, I did some days, but I tried not to work through my lunch hour to at least take some time to get out of the office, to read something that was unrelated to work, to do something to disconnect from work for at least, you know, 10 or 15 minutes during the day. And I felt like I was so much more productive in the afternoon, so much more aware if I did that versus just pounding, pounding, pounding. So it's really important to give yourself permission to take that time to do it. Yeah, it's so true. I think, you know, um, people who often, we wear a badge of honour, don't we, when we're so busy, but you can, if you take a 20-minute break, and there's even been um, studies done that when you do take a break and a disconnection of that, or you come back, you're far more efficient, far more effective, far more productive because of that. And um, someone that I know quite well running her own business, she would often message me and say, just letting you know that I'm taking a nap. She said, you don't have to respond, but I just need to share it with someone because I'm actually feeling a bit guilty. So I would mix it back said, you take that nap, have a double nap actually, because I knew that this person was an action taker. So the energy yeah. that she inputted in the 20 minutes, half an hour or whatever activity would be worth double that of perhaps someone else. And when you're continuing to operate at that level, you have to take a break, don't you, to, to replenish and uh, let's hope that one of the significant changes in all workplaces around the world whether it be your own business or in in corporate recognize the values of rest and of sitting there and of breaks and of looking after yourself and I in factual in actual fact I think a lot more individuals now recognize the value of that and they're putting into place boundaries yeah. and saying if that company doesn't respect my boundaries of rest and starting at a specific time and finishing at a specific time because, you know, family and, and external activities and rest is important, then that's not a company that I want to be part of. So, Yeah, and the pandemic did that in a, bit, in a big way. I mean, because I think the pandemic really highlighted how those boundaries had gotten blurred. I mean, they, they were blurred before the pandemic started, let's face it, you know, with our tablets and our <laughs> smartphones and all of that. I mean, those boundaries were, were blurred way before the pandemic started. But the pandemic really brought it home how yes. those boundaries had been blurred because it, it took away the physical boundary of leaving and coming home. And all of a sudden it just became so apparent to everybody oh wow i'm doing a lot more juggling and work and not having these boundaries than i realized and i think um 
it, it did help people recognize that. And I think that's one of the reasons that this is such a great time to talk about transcendent leadership, to talk about bringing these, some of these really important concepts because the pandemic has opened the door to how badly we need this. Oh, it's, so it's not, it's not something that we can ignore anymore. I mean, we can't ignore it. We can't ignore it. I um, often of a evening, I'll just leave my phone in my office, not all the time, but, you know, but yesterday my daughter rang and said, oh, mum's not answering her phone. And it's just like, no, I just do not want to be distracted by that. I'm sitting down. I ended up doing some baking, which is just highly unlike me at all. But it is findings. I actually realised that I quite enjoy it, you know. And so it's those things. Remind yourself, what do you enjoy? Maybe there are some hobbies and things. I also took up watercolour not realizing that I actually enjoy that too. But it is actually the sitting and the just the relaxation and doing something completely different with your, you know, your your whole being, if you will. And um, those are the kind of things that we need to put back into our lives purposefully, intentionally, because then when we are with our team and in our business and in our work, it means that we're able to bring our full self um, to that activity and, um, yeah, I have loved today's conversation, Karen. And, of course, we have just scratched the surface. I'm sure there are so many more things that you could share with us. But for people who have listened and who have been thinking, you know what, what Karen has said that really has um, highlighted some areas that we really need to focus on, what's the best way for them to be able to connect with you? Well, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to connect with me. So Karen Ann Bullock at, at LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, it's Karen Ann Bullock, and I have a website, which is livingalifeofmeaning.com. So, Fantastic. Terrific. Um, well, thank you so much once again for coming on the show. Connect with Karen across the platforms, but please, please go and, and uh, check her out on uh, her website as well. But thanks once again, Karen, for coming on the show. Well, thank you, Anne-Marie. I have had a great time talking to you too. And you're right, we've only scratched the surface, but it's been it's been fun and I hope we can continue the conversation sometime. Absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>